Well, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome along to another edition of Ireland Calling Broadcasting here from uh, my home office in Takapuna on a miserable day here today. We're getting buckets of rain here in Auckland after a beautiful weekend. We're still in lockdown level three in Auckland while the rest of New Zealand is on level two. And um, sad to report that there'll be further restrictions in Ireland now. More about that uh, later on. The programme, as always, is brought to you with the great support of uh, the Hugh Green Group. And um, I hope you can stay listening for the next hour. We'll play lots of good music tonight. And uh, we're farewelling uh, a few people, uh, regular listeners uh, to Ireland uh, Calling, who have gone to their eternal rest in the last uh, few days. And um, I'm going to pay a, a tribute later on to the former principal of Rossmini College, uh, Tom Gerrard. Uh, Tom passed away um, at the weekend and uh, earlier this week. A good friend of mine. Well, Tom was as well. I'm on the board of Russ Many there and I've known Tom for over 20 years and uh, had a lovely chat there to uh, Tom's good friend, Jim Flanagan, who taught with uh, Tom for so long. And uh, Jim, a proud Tyrone man. And Tom, uh, coming from County Cavan, but uh, moved here with his family when he was very young. But another man that I got to know uh, very soon after I arrived here, uh, a proud Mayo man, uh, just on the border, just over the border from, from Galway. We'll make him an honorary Galway man, uh, John Griffin. And uh, met John at the Irish Club uh, shortly after I arrived here in 1989. And, uh, of course, John, uh, very well liked uh, in the Irish community here and uh, the father of Steve and uh, Catherine, uh, John's uh, wife predeceased him in the early 90s Joan and uh, I know that uh, John was a regular listener to the programme before he had issues uh, with his hearing and uh, I always enjoyed uh, my chats with John and he was proud of everybody uh, from Ireland but uh, especially proud of people from the West that were doing things here and uh, so happy to tune into All-Ireland Finals from time to time uh, when I, I broadcast them and uh, on the radio here. And um, I just want to, to pay a tribute to, to John. I know he'll be sadly missed by, uh, first and foremost, uh, his son Steve and Catherine and their families, but also uh, family back in Ireland. And I had the pleasure of meeting uh, John's brother, Tommy Joe, in the home house uh, on a few visits to, to Ireland and I know uh, the family will be listening to this broadcast tonight and uh, we get the link to you so you can send it over to, to family and friends in, in Ireland and uh, I remember John did a bit of work with me once he came over to do a bit of uh, digging or drain laying uh, in my house in Takapuna and uh, he said Ollie I'll see you there at 7 o'clock on a Saturday morning and sure enough at about a minute to 7 John was walking down the, the driveway with about 2 metres of scoria to, to put under the house and do drains and everything like that and John's spade you could nearly shave yourself on it it was shining and we had a great day working and he said to me at the end of the day he says Ollie you're not a bad man on the shovel yourself either but anyway John great to know you and uh, I'm playing a few songs here uh, in your memory uh, back to back and uh, you're a proud man, proud Irish man and a proud Mayo man. So first up tonight, take me home to Mayo. Take me home to 
Well, that was the Saw Doctors there uh, finishing uh, a, a trio of songs there, starting with Take Me Home to Mayo, the boys from the County Mayo and the Green and Red of Mayo. And uh, that's uh, a tribute uh, to the late uh, John Griffin, who died earlier uh, this week. And uh, our condolences uh, to John's son, Steve, and daughter, Catherine, and their families. Now, I know uh, in normal circumstances, there'd be um, uh, a gathering, a funeral over the next few days. But uh, obviously, we're not in normal circumstances. And I know the family will hope and organise uh, a good fitting farewell to John uh, when we get back to level one or even below that inside uh, in the coming weeks. And uh, I'm sure it'll be notified out through the Irish Club. And uh, I let listeners know as well. But... Uh, I also see that uh, Jim Mortimer, regular listener to Ireland, calling Jim, your anniversary is today, so a nice uh, tribute uh, from your family to you and the Herald today. And I know that uh, at the weekend it was the anniversary of Barney McCallow, I think, is seven years, and his good mate, uh, Hugh Green. It's eight years, I think, since Hugh died last July. And, of course, they'd all uh, been good friends, Um, Barney, um, uh, what do you call it, Huey, and indeed John Griffin, and another great Irish man that passed away um, in about uh, a, a year ago, except in a month's time, Jim Gallagher. So, uh, you know, when I came here in the Irish club on a Sunday night, all these people were all young people. And, uh, you know, it was a vibrant place. That's over 30 years ago. We're all getting on. But anyway, you're listening to Ireland Calling, brought to you uh, with the support of uh, the Hugh Green Group. So wherever you're listening tonight, I hope you're enjoying um, the programme. And, of course, John, as I mentioned, came from... Uh, Irish town on the just over the border into Mayo from Galway, and of course that's where uh, the Land League had its first uh, meeting back in about 1875, 1879, and uh, of course uh, from then on, um, Michael Davitt and uh, Stuart Parnell were instrumental in getting um, obviously uh, the land back uh, from the people of Ireland. We didn't get it all back. There's a few counties up north, but anyway, uh, great to see that uh, there's peace in Ireland uh, today. And, of course, um, Ireland's many tributes still coming the way of the late John Hume, who passed away a few um, weeks ago. Anyway, just looking at the um, headlines in the uh, Irish papers uh, today and from the RT website, there was a special government cabinet meeting uh, last night and uh, obviously uh, worrying circumstances that there's continuing rise of numbers of people uh, with COVID in Ireland over the last uh, few weeks. And uh, yesterday there was 190 new cases uh, with one additional death and uh, the uh, government have announced now that uh, all outdoor events will be limited to 15 people down from 200 uh, under strict uh, new limits they're allowing people uh, weddings can take place uh, with up to 50 people and uh, these new restrictions are going to uh, be in place till the 13th of September of course the, the main uh, restaurants and cafes with social distancing can remain um, open with a closing time still of 11.30. But there was uproar in Ireland at the weekend because uh, there was scenes from a pub in Dublin. This was an afternoon kind of a session where people were obviously not social distancing and all types of uh, tomfoolery going on. Uh, the pub owner said it was a, a, a small breach, but this was um, a poor argument for the over 3,500 pubs and publicans and families that whose pubs are closed since March and many may not open again in rural Ireland, that somebody in Dublin could flout the rules. And in the same area, not the same pub, but the same street, um, uh, what do you call it, Dame Lane in Dublin, uh, there was crowds gathered there a few weeks ago. So obviously um, issues with the, the spread of COVID. And of course, the big issue now is the opening, reopening of the schools. And um, that uh, is due to happen uh, in, a, in a, what do you call a few weeks' time and uh, the government will want to make sure this happens. But with the, the continuing outbreaks, uh, it's certainly um, a worrying time. Right, oh, normally this time of the year, I'd be linking up with a man in Ireland previewing the All-Ireland Hurling Final. Now, if we didn't have any COVID, the Hurling Final would have taken place uh, last uh, Sunday. And uh, who knows, I might be telling to you about a, a victory for Galway or a victory uh, for Kilkenny. But anyways, alas, it's not to be. No All-Ireland final so far this year on football or hurling, but if things go according to plan, that might happen in um, December. Uh, the hurling and football final is scheduled to take place in the second and third week of uh, December in Crow Park. But for almost 20 years, I linked up with uh, Michal Amara uh, to broadcast uh, the All-Ireland final, and we always had a chat with him 
uh, before the All-Ireland final. But it's a memorable day uh, tomorrow for Hall because he celebrates his 19th birthday. And I know that everybody here in New Zealand uh, would love to, what do you call it, join with me in wishing him happy birthday. We'll send him a link to this programme. But here's a little bit of uh, an interview with Hall and some commentary as well to, to bring you back some uh, great memories of uh, a great man, Michal Amora Hertig, who celebrates his 19th birthday tomorrow. Now, I prefer to become totally involved in the game. Almost be out there among the players and running up and down with them, be part of the game. It's the, one of the biggest days in the Irish sporting life and the cultured life of Ireland. The free to be taken out by Mike Frank Russell. Colin Bush go for away from the door. He's got a lovely pass away from Declan O'Sullivan. A chance here, Kevin Donnelly, Declan O'Sullivan in a hole for the kingdom. The Donnelly to Kevin McDonald. He's inside most of the defenders. Up the left hand side. A left and a kick from Kevin McDonald. It's come back to the upper. A chance for Kevin The ball is out, well past the centre of the field. Shane Ryan jumps up and breaks the ball down to Kevin Bonner of Dublin. A low tasty kick out on the 45 and it's held down by Connors. He checks it as all and he's got it. Connors, that's it. The Westmead man who played Westmead hardly on his way from Mullingar to Beijing. He's reached Tibet. Tucks it out to Shane Ryan. The first half in the ball, nobody got it into the hand yet. Picked up by Jerry O'Connor and the first test of Heller of the centre back, John Tennyson. And he's now engaged in a shoulder match, and that's a foolish thing for a man that was getting treatment for the shoulder all the week. Pressure as he popped the ball out the field, and there to pick it up with Henry Shepherd. Henry Shepherd inside the 45 from out the wing. What a majestic Down toward the goal, knocked inside by Dearman, held inside again, struck it by there. He snapped it up and now it's one seven to kill Kenny and seven points to go. As I said, we have listeners all over the world and we've listeners at home as well and one is Nelly O'Connor from Blarney, 95 years of age. She attended the Thunder Lightly final of 1939. He gets it out to John Gardner. Gardner is 50. Cork doesn't finish yet. Cork couldn't have it. Tried to get inside. Gives it out to Niall McCarthy. McCarthy slipped. He gets up. Two kill Kenny men at the shoulder. He's gone inside him. He gets a crossing ball. Ben to cycle from Mullingar. It's Mullingar to Beijing. He's gone halfway. He's now into Uzbekistan, I'm told. It's a long, long time since 1277 since Marco Polo left Venice to go. I don't think he had a bike to go to the same Beijing. The problem is, he didn't get back for 20 years. The Mullingar man will be back well, soon. And he now has about 7,000 euros. <laughs> I will take over the head. There are two ways of pronouncing it. And, and why particularly do you know how to pronounce this horse? Well, it happens to be my name, my surname. I'm Michal Omerahepti, and Omerahepti is a long and very difficult surname to pronounce, especially for people on the other side of the English Channel or the Irish Sea. And for those of you listening at home who haven't had the benefit of listening to RTE television or radio over many, many years, Miho Omura Hortek, which is not bad. That is, is that... I give you 100%. Oh, there you go, your top man <laughs> is the god of commentators in Ireland and Gaelic sport. Well, that's a lovely tribute there, uh, Michal Murahertig, and one of Michal's favourite songs was The Boys from Born Astroja.
Beautiful voice there of Neve Parsons singing The Boys of Born Asroja. Uh, a special uh, dedication going out to a man celebrating his 90th birthday tomorrow, Michal Murahertik. And uh, I had a man from New York asking me to, to play um, a song for Michal. Seamus Smith, regular listener to Iron Calling now. Seamus had a pub in Yonkers in New York uh, called uh, Moriarty's and Michal opened it for him uh, many years ago. Seamus very involved in Gaelic games for many years. The Michal Murahertik of... Um, Gaelic Park in New York doing commentary there. So greetings to you, um, Seamus. And I also would like to wish uh, my sister Sheila a very happy birthday tomorrow. You're not up uh, the same age as Michal yet, Sheila, who will play the next uh, song for you uh, in a few minutes. But you're listening to Ireland Calling, brought to you with the support of uh, the Hugh Green Group. So whether you're listening in Auckland on a Wednesday night, uh, Christchurch Saturday, uh, Wellington on Sunday or any other night of the week on planetaudio.org.in said I hope you're enjoying the programme and the selection of uh, music tonight celebrations and sadness at the same time as uh, we farewell uh, to Sons of Ireland 
who passed away in the last week, John Griffin uh, uh, from Mayo and Tom Gerard, who's uh, originally from Cavan but has lived here most of his life and uh, was one of the longest serving principals of a secondary school in New Zealand. And uh, after this next piece of music, we'll come back and we'll play, um, pay a special tribute uh, to Tom and uh, his, his family. He was a lover of uh, William Butler Yeats. But the big story in Ireland last week, and this happens to be something that Ireland needed amongst all the doom and gloom of COVID, was the rescue of uh, two young girls' cousins, Ellen Glynn and Sarah Feeney. Uh, on a beautiful Wednesday night last Wednesday, they were with their mum and they did a bit of paddleboard. They went for a bit of a paddleboard off uh, Ferba out near Spiddle and they had uh, their um, life jackets on and uh, no wetsuits because it was so warm. Uh, they were in their swimsuits and uh, obviously uh, they were well capable of uh, paddle boarding, but um, didn't uh, the weather change and uh, the um, two girls were blown off course. And uh, of course, uh, the mother who was on the beach thought they'd come back, but when they hadn't returned at 10 o'clock and it got dark, the alarm was raised and uh, obviously the uh, lifeguard and everybody was put into action, And uh, but the girls weren't found. And I know listening to RTE the following morning, which was uh, Thursday morning, our time, you know, there was still uh, grave um, people were really worried that they may not have been found. But uh, great news around uh, midday on uh, Thursday when uh, a fisherman and his son, who very familiar with that particular part of uh, uh, the Atlantic Ocean, uh, he was out uh, searching along with many more people, including the lifeguard and Royal Inn and uh, helicopter looking for them as well. But he had worked out that they had probably the wind had taken them at two knots an hour um, in a direction towards the Iron Islands. And uh, he proved to be right. He was probably searching himself and his son, uh, the Olivers, 10 hours or 10 miles outside where the main search was. And uh, the two girls, uh, despite uh, their ages, 17 and 22, I think, uh, they had uh, great presence of mind to tie the two uh, boards together. And then, obviously, out there all night there was thunder and lightning and rain but they, they managed to find uh, a boy that was uh, keeping a few lobster pots uh, in place uh, off uh, the smallest of the Iron Islands and off the coast of the County Clare, the Cliffs of Moher and they tied their uh, two boards to that and basically hoped and prayed that they would have been found. They even got time to sing a few songs through the night and uh, the absolute excitement uh, when uh, they were recovered uh, on uh, Thursday afternoon and brought back safely uh, to uh, shore and they had a few days in hospital but back again and Ellen's dad, uh, John, I used to know him he used to play for Galway United uh, uh, football team and scored a, a goal for them in the uh, famous victory over Shamrock Rovers in 1991 but it's uh, one of these stories that uh, could have ended in tragedy uh, brought great joy and uh, just to follow up to the story, the man that owned the lobster pots that had the boys there, he was due to go out early last week and move the boys and uh, change the lobster pots. But whatever happened, he, he didn't go out. And uh, as he said, if he had and moved them, uh, who knows uh, what the outcome might have been uh, like. But uh, uh, it's probably the story of the year as far as the good news story in Ireland. And uh, I think we'll play this particular song from them uh, for them. Uh, by Liam Clancy and also include in here a birthday greeting to my sister uh, Sheila On a cold winter's night with a storm at its height a lifeboat answered the call they and they tossed Till we thought they were lost As we watched from the harbor wall All the night was pitch black There was no turning back For someone was waiting out there But each volunteer Had to live with his fear As they joined in a silent prayer
Clancy there and home from the sea and uh, how happy the, the Glen and the Feeney families were to see their two daughters um, back on uh, dry land after their 15-hour ordeal um, last uh, weekend. Great to have uh, a positive uh, story uh, for a change. Just looking at uh, the headlines of some of the stories in Ireland, uh, new powers for the Gardaí to enforce COVID restrictions. Um, I see the, the mother of uh, former Taoiseach Brian Khan and, uh, of course, former Minister Barry Khan. Uh, her funeral took place at the weekend. And, of course, uh, former Taoiseach Brian uh, hasn't been seen in public probably for over a year since he, he had um, a stroke, but on a wheelchair at, at the weekend. And uh, many tributes paid to Mrs Khan. Uh, you know how uh, she supported her late husband, Bear, who was also um, a minister, junior minister, and uh, he died uh, suddenly in his 50s. Uh, and uh, Brian was uh, obviously... Uh, went from straight from maybe he'd qualified. I think he was a, a, a lawyer straight into being um, winning the, the by election and then on to becoming Taoiseach. Although probably uh, he got the mantle from Bertie Heron at one of the, the worst times in the uh, history of Ireland. Right. Well, so lots of COVID restrictions, and of course one of them is say, encouraging Irish people over 70 not to staycation not to go on holidays of course the, they were advised to, to go on holidays and to stay at home which many were doing unfortunately uh, the former chairman of uh, Tourism Ireland he didn't adhere to the government's guidelines even though 
Uh, he was allowed to travel to some of the countries uh, that were green-listed, including Italy. That's where he went for a family holiday and news broke last Friday. And by Saturday morning, the new Minister for Tourism, uh, Catherine Martin, had asked uh, for his resignation or maybe he offered it before uh, she asked for it. And uh, he's a former executive director of Ryanair as well, Michael Cawley. But disappointing that he didn't follow uh, the advice that uh, everybody uh, has been following. Well, most people by staying at home on holidays. Uh, the World Health Organization say that the pandemic now is being driven by people in their 20s, 30s and 40s. Uh, so this is a very worrying um, statistic. And of course, I know people are getting fed up. But as somebody said, all they're being asked to do is to wear a mask, uh, stay at home and uh, not gather in crowds at the moment. They haven't been asked to go and fight on the uh, front line of a, of, of a war, but obviously people can't do that and some of the events that have been taking place are a disgrace um, and uh, obviously lots of people doing it very tough and then pubs that are allowed to open uh, with some breaches of the rules, terrible. We've got a bit of a storm in Auckland today, although it's quietened down a bit now, but Storm Ellen is to bring severe rain and gusts uh, to many parts of Ireland and uh, what else is happening here? Uh, Portuguese president turns hero in Algarve rescue, that's good. And County Cork Beach lit up by uh, bioluminance plankton. It looks like a, a light shining here. And uh, that's about it. China party goes cram into Wuhan Water Park. Well, as I said, um, we're mourning the loss of a, a number of people and one uh, person that uh, had a, a great role to play in education in New Zealand, Tom Gerrard, originally from Ireland, uh, passed away. Um, early on, uh, or last weekend and again, like John um, Griffin there'll be a farewell for Tom when we get back to, to level one because I know the Rossmini community and uh, people in education, especially in the Auckland area will want to pay uh, their tribute uh, to Tom so, um, Easter 1916 by WBH I have met them at close of day coming with vivid faces from counter or desk among grey 18th century houses. I have passed with a nod of the head, or polite meaningless words, or have lingered a while and said polite meaningless words, and thought before I had done of a mocking tale or a jibe to please a companion, around the fire at the club, being certain that they and I have lived where motley is worn, all changed, changed utterly, a terrible beauty is born. That woman's days were spent in ignorant goodwill, her nights in argument until her voice grew shrill. What voice more sweet than hers when young and beautiful she rode to Harriers? This man kept a school and rode our winged horse. This other, his helper and friend, was coming into his force. He might have won fame in the end, so sensitive his nature seemed, so daring and sweet his thought. This other man I had dreamed, a drunken, vainglorious lot, he had done most bitter wrong to some who are near to my heart. Yet I number him in the song, he too has resigned his part. In the casual comedy, he too has been changed in his turn, transformed utterly, a terrible beauty is born. Hearts with one purpose alone, through summer and winter seen, enchanted to a stone to trouble the living stream. The horse that comes from the road, the rider, the birds that range from cloud to tumbling cloud, minute by minute they change. A shadow of cloud on the stream changes minute by minute. A horse hoof slides on the brim and a horse plashes within it. The long leg more hens dive and hens to more cocks call. Minute by minute they live, the stones in the midst of all. Too long a sacrifice can make a stone of the heart. Oh, when may it suffice? That is heaven's part, our part, to murmur name upon name, as a mother names her child when sleep at last has come on limbs that had run wild. What is it but nightfall? No, no, not night, but death. Was it needless death after all? For England may keep faith for all that is done and said. We know their dream enough to know they dreamed and are dead. But what if excess of love bewildered them till they died? 
I rout it out in a verse, MacDonough and MacBride and Connolly and Pierce, now and in time to be wherever green is worn, are changed, changed utterly. A terrible beauty is born. Yes, that was uh, Easter 1916, written there by, uh, of course, a famous poem written by W.B. Yeats. And uh, Tom was a, a great reader of classics and uh, he loved W.B. Yeats. And, of course, he, he loved his, his family. So our condolences uh, to Tom's uh, three daughters, uh, Antonio, uh, Michaela and Cassandra, and uh, to his uh, sister Marie, uh, only surviving sister Marie, who I think lives in, in Wellington, and, of course, to the Rosmini uh, community. We're what you call it, very sorry uh, to see um, Tom passing away. And another great friend of Tom and a, a great son of Ireland as well uh, from uh, County Tyrone is uh, Jim Flanagan and Jim and Tom uh, taught at Ross Mini College for over uh, 25 years. And uh, Jim, it's great to talk to you today. And uh, we'll play this song both for you and uh, from for Tom. My heart is in Ireland. And rest in peace, Tom. <laughs>
Yes, my heart is in Ireland. Uh, a special dedication there going out to uh, Jim Flanagan uh, listening uh, tonight. And Jim, a great friend of uh, Tom uh, Gerrard's. And uh, they taught together for uh, many a year. And, um, you know, we'll, what do you call it? Um, wish uh, Tom's family, or, or sympathy uh, goes out to Tom's family and all his former colleagues at uh, Ross Mini College. I found another poem here. This is actually William W. Yeats reading. Nineteen rows will I have there, a hive for the honey bee, and live alone in the bee loud age. And I shall have some peace there, for peace comes dropping slow, dropping from the bales of morning to where the cricket sings. There midnights all a glimmer, and do not purple glow. An evening full of brilliant swings. I will arise and go now, for always night and day I hear late water lapping with those down for the shore. But I stand on the roadway, or on the pavement's grey, I hear it in the deep heart's core. Lake Isle of Inish Free, recited there by uh, the poet that wrote the song. And here is the song as well. We're getting it here. Here we go, the Dubliners. I've left some folks who say that I'm a dreamer And I've no doubt there's truth in what they say But sure a body's bound to be a dreamer When all the things he loves are far away And precious things are dreams unto an exile they take him o'er the land across the sea, especially when it happens he's an exile from that dear lovely Isle of Inishree, and when the moon.
The Dublin City Ramblers there and the Isle of Free almost taken us to the end of uh, another edition of uh, Ireland uh, Calling, brought to you with the support of uh, the Hugh Green Group. I hope wherever you're listening tonight, uh, you've enjoyed uh, the programme and uh, the tributes uh, that we've uh, paid to um, John Griffin and uh, Tom um, Gerrard, who passed away in the last uh, week. And again, our condolences uh, to their uh, family. I'm trying to go out tonight with a little bit of um, Michal O'Murray commentating on his last All-Ireland uh, Hurland final in 2010. So we'll play the last uh, few minutes of it here. And uh, if you're especially from, uh, what do you call it, uh, Tipperary, you'll enjoy uh, this. This is the All-Ireland uh, Hurland final in um, 19, what do you call it, or 19, 2000 and uh, 2010. Michal's um, last uh, uh, All-Ireland uh, Hurland final that he commentated on. I'm trying to get this to move back. We get the last uh, few minutes of it here. But uh, if you're a Tipperary fan, you'll certainly know um, exactly uh, how this uh, match uh, turned out. So we're, we'll get you the last few minutes of it here in celebrations. Good night, goodbye and God bless. Their lead by five. Three minutes of play still to go. This is sport and life amazingly all Benny Dunn the villain last year. Yes indeed. They're come again. They're hunting for more. Away way down the field of all and he's sent to go way way down the field there and said, Oh the penalty is out and Seamus Hennessy has scored. It's at twenty-six to twenty right now. Three seventeen to one seventeen. Tipperary and Brendan Cummins sends it away out the field. The referee, Michael Roddy, no 